This morning is the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord, and we are going to baptize a very handsome little guy, Arthur Oscar Almond Green. There he is right over here. Baptism is an awesome occasion. It is the rite of initiation into the Christian community, and it's the mark of our identification with Christ in his life, death, burial, and resurrection as a pattern for our own lives. Baptism is awesome not just because it's a beautiful ceremony or that we get to ooh and ah over a cute little guy like this, although we are sure to do that too, but it's awesome because of what it means and the path on which it sets us to follow in the way of Jesus. It calls us from the old life of sin and separation from God into the new life of grace informed by the love of God incarnated in the life and teachings and example of Jesus of Nazareth. The life we are called to in baptism is a radically alternative way of life to the one we inherit from our more primitive quest for the survival of the fittest, one that privileges love over hate, equality and dignity over prejudice and inequality, unity over division, hope over despair, and love of others equally with the love of self. In baptism, we commit to following in the way of Jesus and his kingdom, where our gender or race or class or tribe do not define us, where we are judged not by the things we can't do anything about, but by our actions and how we treat one another. In one of St. Paul's many references to baptism, he says this. He says, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you, all of you are one in Christ Jesus. As we are also very aware, we find ourselves in a time of deep anxiety in our nation and the world, in our nation particularly over the changing face of our country and the forces of globalization And these anxieties are manifesting themselves in divisions based on race and gender and religion that are now taking center stage, have taken center stage in our public and political life, and all too often showing their ugly faces in the scapegoating of groups of people whose religion or ethnicity does not conform to some people's idea of what America should look like. The good news is that a majority of younger Americans are just fine with our diversity and not so tied to some mythical greatness that is supposed to have existed in our past. In our baptismal liturgy, we sign on to a covenant. Now, covenant. Arthur's grandmother gave me an image for a covenant the other night as we were all meeting. She said, a contract is like this, like two hands shaking while a covenant is like this, two hands each gripping opposite forearms. In a covenant, even when one lets loose, there's still a bond there. Our baptismal covenant is a set of promises that we make to God, who will never give up on us, to continue our life in the fellowship of the church, that together we will persevere in resisting evil, that we will proclaim in our words and in our actions the good news of God in Christ. We make promises that we will seek and serve Christ in all persons, 
loving our neighbors as ourselves, and that we will strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being. Now, it's one thing for us to say these words, but how do we actually put them into action? Some of you will remember that following our annual meeting three years ago, uh, we adopted a covenant as a parish titled Renewing Our Covenant, a Statement of Commitment and Action, which we adapted from the statement that had been made by St. Mark's Cathedral. And in light of all that has happened since then, three years ago, including a Muslim ban, the separation of children from families at our southern border, the Me Too movement, the increase in instances of anti-Semitism and white nationalism rearing their ugly heads, the rollback of hundreds of environmental regulations and protections for transgender people, and so much more. I think that today is a good time on this baptismal Sunday for us to be reminded of what it was that we committed ourselves to as a congregation three years ago. And I think of this covenant as a contemporary and contextual adaptation, a flesh, fleshed-out commentary on the baptismal covenant itself. Some of you are new to Trinity since we adopted this statement, and others of us simply need to be reminded. So here it is. Here is the covenant that we made three years ago. Trinity Parish reaffirms its commitment to respect the dignity of every human being to strive for justice and peace among all people, and seek and serve Christ in all persons. We are concerned about the increase in statements and actions in our nation that target particular groups of people based on their skin color, their religious affiliation, their gender orientation, their disabilities, or their country of birth. These are artificial divisions that we categorically denounce as discriminatory and disrespectful. We believe our nation can do better, and we pledge to work toward a better vision here and now. We commit to being a network of activists in God's name, joining others who similarly pledge to actively pursue justice. Here's how we will engage this work. Number one, we will go deeper in faith. We commit to read, study, and live the words of Jesus. The prophet Micah's words provide a mantra for us as people of faith. Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. We must seek both courage and humility as we respond. Number two, we will listen. We will listen to those with whom we may disagree as we seek safe and sacred spaces for hearing each other's stories, pains, fears, and hopes. We will foster such dialogue so that our children might learn the meaning of the diversity and pluralism that is America's best future. Number three, we will lift up the truth. We will strive to replace fear with facts when it comes to public discussions about immigrants, refugees, Muslims, racial diversity, and national security. Our times require a moral compass, and truth-telling is an important part of this. Number four, 
We will reject white nationalism. We will name racism, anti-Semitism, and xenophobia as sins. We believe all people are made in God's image, and we affirm diversity as a gift, a blessing, and an opportunity for our nation. Number five, we will love our neighbors by protecting them from hate speech and attacks. We will identify, report, and confront hate speech and behavior against all ethnic and religious groups, women, LGBTQ people, immigrants, people with disabilities, and all marginalized groups. Our church stands as a sanctuary and a safe haven for people threatened by those who would attack them. Number six, we will welcome the stranger as our scriptures instruct. We will advocate for immigrants and their families, and we will block, interfere, and obstruct the mass deportations of immigrants who are members of our communities. Number seven, we will expose and oppose racial profiling in policing. We will join with other local faith communities in monitoring the relationship of our police to our communities, calling out racial injustice when we see it. Number eight, we will defend religious liberty. We embrace Muslims as fellow Americans and stand with our local mosques in congregational solidarity. We will denounce the defamation and banning of Muslims, and we will seek to disrupt any attempt to require the registration of Muslims. Number nine, we will work to end misogyny that enables sexism and a culture of sexual violence. We will work to replace misogyny with mutual respect. We will name sexual assault for what it is, a sin and a crime. Gender fairness and equality must be fundamental principles in our workplaces, schools, and political systems. Number 10, we will fight for climate justice and protection of our environment. As stewards of our land, air, and water, we will stand with others in broad coalition to preserve these precious resources while working to reverse the troubling trends of human-caused climate change. Number 11, we will protest with our best values. We will defend constitutional values and workplace fairness, striving to respect the dignity of every human being, whether in our streets, within our schools, or in our workplaces. We will protest with dignity, discipline, and nonviolence not with hate for hate. And number 12, we make these commitments to you, to you and with you. The days and weeks and years ahead will surely require much of us. <clears throat> Trinity Parish will be here to provide sustenance for the journey, resources for learning, safe space for dialogue, and opportunities for prayerful resistance and action. Join us as we engage this work as community in God's name. Now, there are certainly still many conversations to be had on each and every one of these points, and I welcome your ideas for how we continue to engage these issues and do a better job even than we have. 
But right here and right now, I invite us all to hear the words we will speak in just a couple of minutes around the font and to listen to them, to think about just what it is that we commit ourselves to here, yes, in our baptism and in the reaffirmation of our baptism. As I think about the world that little Arthur and his big brother Otis and all the children here in our parish will be growing up in, I can't help but think how important it is for us from this moment to commit ourselves to imagining a new world into being for their sakes, the world that God intended for us, and that Jesus came to inaugurate a world where they will never have to fear for their safety because of their gender, a world where they, their friends, and children everywhere will never have to worry about being judged for the color of their skin or their country of origin, a world where they won't have to worry about the vast gulf of inequality that leaves some with so much more than they will ever need and others without life's most basic necessities, a world where humans do not so selfishly misuse and abuse our natural world that we have to fear for the future of our planet. I want them to live in a world where we all know that we are God's beloved ones, made in the image and likeness of God, and where that knowledge informs how we see and how we treat one another and all of God's creation. That's the world Jesus came to bring, and it's the world we pledge ourselves to help create when we join ourselves to him in baptism. So let's go ahead and ooh and awe here this morning at this beautiful child, our newest brother in Christ, whom we will now baptize. But let's do more than that. Let's join in the struggle. Continue in it. Let's continue to resist the evils that threaten us and our world and his future. And let's be sure that what we seek for him and for ourselves, we desire just as much for every one of God's children. And let all God's people say, Amen.